Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast, hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Hi, it's Jared and Emmanuel with Beyond the Mat podcast. We are back this week. Um, and we are talking about gathering connection and community yeah. um, in this episode. And that is something that is very expected of the holiday season coming up um, in the next couple weeks and into the new year. So we're going to start the podcast um, with reading this quote that says, No man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent. And that quote, um, for me, I think represents the idea that we uh, are not alone and that we are part of a greater community, whatever that may look like. It doesn't have to be traditional. Like as, as we think about holidays, we instantly think of family. Yes. So it doesn't have to be family. What What this is saying is... You're not alone. There are other people there. It can be people that are acquaintances. It can be friends. It could be people that you don't know yet. It could be family. And I think one big thing to point out is, um, like, alone time is really important. We want to, you know, it is very important for you to do you, do what you need to do for you. But the tendency can be at times that we spend too much time alone. And I think sometimes that is, uh, you know, like I'm not a people person or I'm introverted mm-hmm. and I actually am introverted. You and you I know? both. Yeah, we're both pretty <laughs> introverted people. But believe it or not, that's kind of an excuse for us, right? Sometimes Absolutely. like, yes, we prefer alone time, but we also need to recognize the power of community gathering and connection like there's so many positives that come from gathering with other people and I think we should touch upon a little bit of those yes and there is a lot of power in connecting with others just for example this week I was having a little bit of a rough week Mm -hmm. and I spent a lot of time alone and when we got together yesterday when you left I was like oh my god I feel so much better right Just from being able to be with someone and share their energy. It's not necessarily, you may not have been going through a tough week yourself, Mm -hmm. but in being able to connect with me, share your energy, share the space, and you're able to receive me as I am, then I felt a little lighter when you left. And there's a lot of benefits to that, even though initially, you know, I would have much preferred to just watch the new season of you and and maybe not get together. Right. right? Before it, I was like, Oh, maybe I'm tired and I've had a long week Mm -hmm. and we try to make excuses for ourselves when you and I being together was really the best thing that I could have done because it helped me on so many levels. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we forget that. The power that just being and sharing an interaction can, can lift your mood. It can yes. make you feel better than maybe that than that alone time that you had a lot of that week made you feel also. Exactly. So that's a, I think that's a big one is it's an opportunity, you know, to connect, to feel less alone, to um, 
to have an experience mm-hmm. and through our lens, right? As an individual, you experience the world and that shapes your behavior, but you also want to experience other people so that you can learn from them. And there's no way to do that if you don't see anyone. Yeah. So that's also a good point. Like as, as we gather, as we find community and connection, that we have opportunities to experience and learn about new experiences. And it's such a beautiful way to reframe because sometimes, and I speak for myself, maybe you're listening and you just love like Christmas parties Mm -hmm, and big gatherings and you like to have people over. So you may not relate a hundred percent to that. But if we can reframe, if you're someone that has a little bit of anticipation or is a little bit more reserved to go out, um, instead of seeing it as a burden or something that you have to do that's just added onto your schedule and it weighs heavy on you, if you can reframe it and like Jared said, see it as an opportunity for connection, growth, discovery to, you know, reshape kind of your behavior and your thought pattern around that, it will help you. It will make it easier to get out of house. <laughs> right, right. Um, and especially when you find um, people that you share common interests with, uh, there is a big power in that connection. Uh, because as we said earlier, like not being alone, but also sharing your joy with someone. Like, yes. Um, and I was telling Emmanuel before we started, the analogy that I give a lot of times is I'm, I work in the therapy world with teaching people how to love themselves. And the analogy I give is this idea of, of baking a cake. And I say, like, we're going to get you to love yourself. Like, we're going to create a, a cake with granola and chocolate and all this stuff. But it's a metaphor for your cake is your life. And let's fill it with meditation. Go to a yoga class. Go to a hobby. Do a creative act. Sleep in. Like, journal. Do things for you. But then I also tell them that cake can be really delicious. But the icing on top of the cake is relationship. That can be romantic. That can be platonic. That can just be connecting. And believe it or not, icing does make the cake a little sweeter. It does. And I'm like looking at you and I just can't get over the fact that you said that you put granola in your cake. (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't. But that is a metaphor that I use. I'm like, let's fill it with all these yummy things. So if they don't like granola, you know, maybe something else. But I, I like, think who puts granola in their cake batter? I don't know what that tastes like. No, that would not be good. Maybe. I uh, mean, <laughs> I am not judging you if you're yeah. out there doing that, but that's quite funny. Yeah. But I think that's like the icing is the connection. Yes. The icing is uh, when you have a common interest and you talk about it, what, whatever it may be. It feels passionate. It feels like, oh, this person gets me. Yes. So if you're even fortunate enough to find... I'm trying really hard to avoid this term, but I'm going to say it. Ugh, but your tribe. Oh, uh, no, I know, you didn't. I know. But I, la- I was lacking and I could not find another word. Uh, no I judgment. will accept it. Okay. No judgment to that. But I think that's a higher level of connection. Yes. And we're talking, yeah, about that. But also the power of just showing up. Uh, I think one thing that we need to talk about maybe Emmanuel and you could speak a little bit about this is what if it's hard for me? Like you're saying, go gather, go do this. Like, what if I, I'm nervous. I'm fearful. I have anxiety. Like I don't know where to go, what to do. I'd rather just stay at home. What would be some advice or some ideas? Yeah. 
Well, the thing that we touched upon just previously about how if we can reframe the thoughts that we have about the event instead of seeing it as a burden or seeing it as something that we really don't want to do and it's going to be so terrible and I'm so shy and no one's going to talk to me, seeing it as I'm going to do this for myself, it's an opportunity to be vulnerable to put myself out there because it is what it is Mm -hmm. and it's something brave to do. And so I think in that is starting small, And you don't always have to go from zero to a hundred. In fact, I don't think that you should ever do that. Mm -hmm. Um, For all the things that I've tried, and I speak personally, to implement in my life, it was in small increments. So you say start small. How would somebody start small with connection, with gathering, with community? When we were chatting before we started recording, you gave a really good example. Uh, Being around people, if you're not used to doing that, can be a little different. It can feel different. And, you know, you were saying even if you're not really working out or doing a whole lot, what if you go to the gym, for example, for five minutes? And you are around people, you walk around, maybe you sit in the locker room, not to be creepy right. or anything. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, maybe don't maybe do that. Maybe don't sit in the locker room. But get yeah. on the treadmill and walk for five, five minutes. minutes. Yeah. And then carry on with your day. Um, or show up, go to Starbucks, have your coffee in, in the Starbucks. Right. Oh my gosh, like sit and drink your coffee. Or if you're always eating at your desk at work, maybe go in like the staff room and eat there. For- to just start to show up yeah. somewhere and be and feel kind of just being around people. Right? Like exactly. it's, it's not even you have to talk to anybody. You have to say anything. Maybe it's just a hello. It's a thank you to the cashier. Like whatever it is, just being in a space where energy is ex- being exchanged Changed. just by the sense of, of being. Yes. And I think that's a nice way to start. If you are ready to take the next step, I would say take someone that makes you feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and they can be a little bit of a buffer for you as you experience a bigger gathering Mm -hmm. or you are trying to interact. It's always nice to have someone that is like-minded or that we know has our back if we're engaging in conversation so we don't feel so alone, per se. Like a buddy. Yeah. And that's a really good um, tool, I think, like... If you wanted to go to yoga class or you wanted to go to the gym or you wanted to try something different, either going with someone who, A, maybe hasn't done it either, or someone who has, that mm-hmm. feels even safer, um, and giving it a chance. Just try it out. Try it out and see what it feels like. And most of the time, I always relabel this to people because they say it feels uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, does it feel uncomfortable or does it feel unfamiliar? Yes. And I think it's more it feels unfamiliar because uncomfortable to me may, makes me clench. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so I think if we reframe that, like, no, it feels unfamiliar. You're used to being alone and you're trying to be around other people. Uh, and most of the time it will be okay. So I think that's kind of um, what you, so having a buddy, I think you make a good point. Like that's one tool that you could use to lessen the anxiety or worry of, of kind of a gathering. Yes. Um, So you could start small. Um, We were talking a little bit, too, about how gatherings or connection with people, community, gives you, A, a feeling, sometimes a a feeling of hope. 
So when you're going through something and the kind of the example I gave Emmanuel was uh, like Alcohols Anonymous. It is a community where people that struggle with a very specific issue can meet and uh, find connection with other people that have that very struggle. And in that sense, that comes back to like, you're part of the continent. You're not this island by yourself going through this hard thing. It gives you a sense of hope. It gives you a sense of reference points. These people have done this and are successful. Yes. Like maybe I can do this too. And I think that's even, maybe you could talk a little bit about this is like, does that exist in the yoga room? Maybe like the idea similar to that. Yeah. Well, it, from a yoga teacher perspective, um, I had a moment last year where I felt really lonely at, because not many people do what I do. And it's hard. I have you, but you have a full-time job. And I do this teaching yoga is my full-time job. And I just felt a little alone. I felt like I had no one to bounce things off of or reflect with. And no one was really getting my process as a teacher. Um, so that's the perspective I'm speaking to right now. And I actually drove to DC and I met with a guy that teaches yoga full time. He does a bunch of teacher training, some um, in the DC area, some on the road. And he was like, I understand. I understand how you feel. It can be a lonely path. And I remember sitting in front of him and crying. I was like, right. oh, this is a really lonely time for me. But there was this sense of relief and this sense of connection when he said, yeah, I feel the same way. We both do the same thing. And I feel the same way. Um, that was very powerful for me and very kind of healing to know, okay, there is someone else in that situation. So that relates more to the teaching Aspects, of yoga. Yeah. I think for sure it happens when we practice. Um, in, that's a gathering, right? I mean, that's a, connect, a, a uniform connection. Yes. And I think it's also up to the teacher the level of connection that is created mm. in that class. That's something that's really important for me. And you know this, when I set out to create the teacher training program for Yoga Vibes, that was my goal. It was to create a sense of community and to connect people together so that they could support each other. So to me, that's a really important piece of my delivery, the way that I set up my class, the way that I speak to people when they come so that they can feel like they're a part of no matter who they are, what their background is, what they look like, limitations. I want everyone in the room. And that's a, okay, that's a good point. So people, I'm not like those people or I feel different. So you talk about kind of inclusivity, not just in the yoga, but that's a good metaphor to launch off of. Yeah. Um, in the yoga room and then maybe into the world. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we feel like we don't fit in. So then we don't show we up. We don't show up. And it's having, most of the time we don't know. We have these preconceived ideas of what is going to happen if we show up. Or I definitely don't fit in because everyone looks this way and I don't. And I, so I shouldn't go because I'm going to make a fool of myself. And you were saying before we started recording, like how brave a thing it is when someone just walks into the room. Right. 
Like, it's a really brave thing to walk into the studio and say, I'm going to roll out this yoga mat and I'm going to sweat a little bit and do some weird shapes with my body and be with these people around me and share the room. Right. And you know what? I I had a a client that I was working with, very intelligent woman in her company uh, years ago, and she would avoid gatherings at work. Because she had such anxiety about saying the right thing. So she was like, oh, my God, I can't go like and be around other people um, because I don't know. I'm going to look stupid. I'm going to say the wrong thing. And my advice to her was kind of like, that's okay. Like, maybe you just say hello or, yeah, you flub up your words. I think one thing someone used to tell me, because I do this a lot, is I say words wrong. Um, and I had someone, it took her a while at work. She was like, I I was so embarrassed because Carl uh, Young is a psychologist. Yes. And I was saying, Carl, jug. You were not. (laughs) Yes. For a long time. And, um, I didn't care. Right. But my friend, Jamie at work, another therapist, when I was at this, this agency said, you know, it's actually young, you know, it's Carl Young. And I said, oh my gosh, I feel so stupid, blah, blah, blah. She goes, you know what? You don't always say the words right, but it's kind of endearing. (laughs) (laughs) So it may, so that, that, that anxiety we have, like that we won't say the right thing or we won't look the right way or we won't. Okay. How many, and I always tell people this in therapy, believe it or not, we're a pretty self-centered society. So the good news is probably no one is noticing because they're only noticing themselves or they're worried about the same thing that you're worrying about. I was going to say, we all go through that. Everyone feels that way. Even though people that we look up to that seem super confident, they have these thoughts as well. If we take it back to the yoga, um, we were, you and I teaching people how to teach yoga and to tell people, yeah, like, I still get nervous before I teach a class. And they're like, you do? I'm like, yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, so in that way, we all have these these thoughts, these worries that we're not going to fit in. And the best thing that we can do is, is show up the best that we can and try it out. And there may be some mistakes or there may be feelings of unfamiliarity. You may go to a gathering or, or seek connection and it feels different. Label it as different. Try to kind of navigate that. And just because it happened one time that you felt different or it was unfamiliar, build your competence. Keep trying to connect and find your community and keep doing it. Because nine times out of ten, the feeling will lessen and actually go away. Like the woman that I talked about, she couldn't talk to go to these company gatherings. She's doing pottery classes. She's doing like she's being around community all the time now. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I made such a big deal about it. And she loves just being with people now. Mm-hmm. She realizes that was probably lacking in her life. Like she was doing a lot of the solidary stuff, like artwork at home, hobbies at home. And now she's doing kind of none of that, like a little bit, but more connection. Connection. And it's important to have a balance. So as you listen to this episode, maybe you think to yourself, okay, which which side of the spectrum am I on? Am I someone that really could implement some of those ideas that Jared Emanuel talked about, connecting with people, just practicing sharing space for a short period of time, maybe going to 
a company gathering, bringing the buddy with me as a buffer, or am I the complete opposite? And I'm just always out and about and connecting with people. Which is a whole problem, too. Well, that's a whole different episode. Yeah, that's a whole other problem. <laughs> but then it's, again, finding balance in in that so that we can be our best selves, really. Yeah, right. Because we need both. We need stillness, but then we also need movement. And, and movement as the metaphor of being around other people, sharing yeah. space and energy and conversations. And we can't just be all still. No. And like I said before, it's a tool for learning and getting to know ourselves better because you can learn a lot from a book. You can learn from watching a documentary, but the easiest way to learn is through interaction, right? Experiencing something. And I think that connecting with people is necessary for my learning. I've tried to do several short teacher trainings on Zoom and I was brutally unsuccessful. I would attend like one day and try to read. There's a lot of amazing information out there. It was very hard for me to process and to pay attention and to get that learning in. Whereas when it's in person, I can't get enough. I did 30 days this past August and I was like, can I stay and do more because I never want to stop. And so it's that difference. It, it does, if you relate to two or you think if you're a college student and you had to do online learning, the difference between that and being able to actually go to a lab and do an experiment there or being in a classroom and having a debate, uh, raising your hand to ask a question or something like that, the difference between the two. It's not saying um, one is valid and the other isn't, but that they are not the same, and they're both important in different ways. Yeah, and I think being around people, and you said with the the teacher training, that being around with how many how many people were in your training? Like 29. 30. Yeah, so about 30 people that you got to be around and share energy with, and I think that's a pretty powerful tool of, like, just people being seen. Yes. Like, it's really amazing to to gather and connect. And so many people feel unseen, believe it or not, in their lives. Like, does anyone notice me? Mm -hmm. Or am I in the way? And just being around other people, it's like, oh my gosh, like, you feel noticed, you feel connected to someone, and you also have compassion and connection for people. So it's this beautiful exchange of like kind of love. I know that's yeah. cliche, but no, I, I agree. think it is a feeling of love. 100%. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. It really does. And I think it's a really, it's a nice thing to think about because for people, there might be a pressure around the holidays of things to do or things to give, right? We did an episode on giving or how you're going to receive and really gathering is a gift. Mm. Being, being present with people, that is probably the best gift that you can give someone to make them feel seen, to say, I'm here with you in this moment. I'm not mm, checking Instagram 30 times mm. and taking a picture of my food. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you're not present. If you're making the time to be with this person and say, I I'm here. And right now we're going through this moment together. We're connecting. To me, that's the best gift that you can give. 
Oh, totally. Yeah. The idea of connection and just be mindful too. like, don't compare your, like we're talking about the holidays. This is a really good point. Don't compare your connection to other people's connections or their gatherings. I have people all the time that, uh, you know, the social media dilemma Ugh. of, oh my God, I remember it was, it was pretty funny. I had a, a client that said, I wake up and like the kids are, it's Christmas morning and the kids are running around and I have like five <laughs> kids and it's like trying to get the Christmas tree and, and the Christmas breakfast and opening presents. And then I log on to Instagram and I look at Sally Mae and look, you know, all of her families in cute little outfits. I'm like, listen, they had the same circus going on that was that that they posed for the picture and it looked good. So keep that in mind too. Like it doesn't have to be a Pinterest gathering no. connection. Like it's just share it's just sharing. And typically it isn't, it honestly. Is, that no, that Instagram post is not reality. That's uh-uh. you know, that's what you want to show. It's a snapshot. snapshot. It's a freeze frame of a whole probably pretty chaotic day. day. And it's a choice you're making. You're like, okay, we're all getting in this picture. Let me take it. Let me do this. That's not reality. No. It's really not. It's not like take the picture of everybody ripping the, the Christmas tree falling down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> like, we don't post that though. No. So I think that's an important thing as you gather and connect. Like, just let it be authentic. Let it be what it is, even if it isn't always perfect. Like, like that's another thing with connection, right? Yes. Like, connection always doesn't mean that it's seamless. I'm it, just reading your shirt. I want it to be, like, messy, is what, <laughs> what Jared's shirt is saying. So, yeah, it can be a little messy. messy. As long as there's respect, you know? Yeah. We don't, we're not talking messy where it's becoming unpleasant, abusive, violent, anything like that um, through words or action. But stuff happens. You may disagree. You may drop the turkey. You may... (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what's going to happen? It's okay. And it does get, you know, and the messy bits of connection or the embarrassing moments or saying the wrong thing... You know, that gives us points of reference. I always describe to mm-hmm. people, like, it's a great point of reference for a future experience. So oftentimes I tell people, they're like, well, it went horribly. You know, and I'm like, well, that's great because now you know maybe what doesn't work. Maybe you went to as simple as going to a yoga class to connect and you did not like it. Maybe you don't do it. Maybe you examine the why, but maybe you try something different. Like a connection can also form a point of reference, right? For a future. If you choose to allow it to. Or if you say, I'm putting my cards down, I give up. Yes. Because everyone's like this, which is not true. That's generalization, right? And it's valid for experiences, but it's valid for people too. If we try to put ourselves out there and maybe find a new friend or maybe connect with the people in the lunchroom and we have this conversation with, I don't know, some women that works with us and we really just don't vibe. That doesn't mean that we don't ever go back into the lunchroom. It means, okay, maybe she's not the person that's going to become my friend in this environment. I'm going to try again tomorrow And I have a point of reference where I can say, Sally over there, she's great. I don't see us going out for drinks after work. But maybe Bob will come by, you know, in two, three days and you'll have the best conversation and you cannot wait to go mountain biking with him. Right. I'm just making this up, but. 
Because that could be a clue. You're right. If you um, you if you turn it into like a generalization moment, which is like a cognitive distortion, big words. But uh, basically, you're saying it's an all or nothing, right? Like yeah. because I had one bad experience at the lunch table, everyone at work is horrible. Exactly. And it's like, well, probably not. Uh, but we tend to do that. You know why? Because I can. I don't. I mean, I do work, but I don't work in an office. Yeah. But I can see myself in that. Whereas. It's an escape. I tried and it didn't work. So now I stay home because that's easy for me and it's familiar and I did do it and it didn't work. So it might never work again. And you know what? That makes me think of, um, and I'll relate it back to a class I took with you actually recently, but it made me think of when I see clients that refuse to start dating again because they have a horrible breakup. Oh boy, I'm, you know, they makes all sorts of excuses and they generalize that all women are like this in this area or all men are like this <laughs> in this area because they were vulnerable and they had their heart broken. And I think the class I took with you that resonates kind of to that. And then it came up in therapy. One of my oh. clients actually brought it up this week, which okay. is kind of funny. I'm like, That's yeah, funny. I know what that word means because. Emmanuel taught that class. Uh, but you taught a class on when you're, you know, I think it's a Japanese method where you, the breaking of something and you fill it with gold. Yeah, you fill it with gold. And now I forget the, the word. word. I know. Um, but, My brother, Will, if you're listening, <laughs> let us know what that word, word is. is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think that's super important to remember. It's because it's like when we connect, whether it be with friend or romantic partner, and we get hurt. It's like we close off and we, we allow our heart to be this broken thing rather than healing. And it's filled with gold. gold. And it becomes like, a, a, I think, loops it back to those points of reference. Like, now I know what I want and what I don't want. And a broken heart, a, a vulnerable heart is actually one that can give more or be open to a different experience. So that's, I think, a really poignant analogy of like, it's okay that, that the connection didn't go well, but don't not connect because of that one, two, three bad connections. Exactly. So I think that's an important point to just to mention to people. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool that it, it came up. In, in and I way. think, so I don't know why I'm saying this live because yeah. I'm probably going to butcher it, but I think <laughs> the word it's kintsugi and there's another longer variation, which I'm not going to say, but you can look it up. It's a Japanese way of fixing broken pottery, especially. Mm. And they put gold in the cracks and it makes the bowl or whatever piece eat so much more beautiful for having been broken. And I did teach a whole class on that yeah. like two, three weeks ago. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a good analogy to remind yourself that even when connection, you know, it goes astray or, you know, it, it, it doesn't always feel so great that that doesn't mean you have to be all or nothing and then never do it again. And I think the last thing that we could touch on before we kind of wrap it mm -hmm. up is, Know that your connection with people will change. Oh, my. Yeah. It's not always going to stay the same because you will grow and evolve. And so will the people that you connect with or were connected with. And the relationship will always be shifting and changing. And that, that is true for people that you work with, family members, partners. It is always evolving and sometimes when we get into a really good phase where we have good connection and we feel a lot of joy and purpose we become very attached things have to stay this way right and 
it always changes. And it's not necessarily good or bad. It just is. But when right. it doesn't stay the same, we tend to label it as negative. Well, I was very attached to how things were, and I won't allow it to change. That's clinging to familiarity again. Yep. You just want sameness. Uh, I think that is a good kind of wrapping point to just, you know, allow that to happen. And as you evolve, others evolve. Some people come with you. Some people, people don't. don't. Uh, you know, and, and that's okay on your journey. Yeah. So just to kind of bring it back to a couple things that we talk about, right. we wanted to touch upon connection and gatherings because it's a season when we gather, we are around people. There is lots of stuff going on. And Jared, why don't you walk us through all of the little, little points. points that so, we talked about? So the big, about. big thing is remember the power of connection, that the sharing of energy is this, this joyful feeling that can happen. Remember that connection is a way of giving you hope. It's a way to remember you're not alone. You're not an island. You're part of something larger. Um, and also trying to just remember that it is difficult at times to connect, but put yourself out there little by little mm -hmm. and the magic of connection will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We will be back next week. Uh, we do have an episode coming out on Thanksgiving Thursday. So that's cool. exciting. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at beyondthematpod. All right, guys. See you later. See ya.